Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers! You're listening to Two Dudes Mutant Reviews with Sky and Sunspot. <laughs> and doggo <laughs> what is it lockheed is that the name of the dragon yep yeah, we'll, i got it we'll talk all about it Woo! nice deep cut there you know what we're moviegoers again yeah we are we are we fucking did it Feels pandemic great. is over <laughs> it's over we, we beat it <laughs> run out in the streets now <laughs> and kiss <laughs> boots on the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh no! It uh, it felt so good to go to a theater. Yeah. So, Colin, you are now in Florida, the state. I am. Yeah. I, I moved this past week. I got in to Florida the day that we released the last episode. So, when you're listening to this, if this assuming this comes out on Wednesday, I will have been in Florida for a week now. But uh, the theaters are open there. I know the theaters are not open near you, but the drive-in is, and they were playing this at the drive-in. So that's where you saw, right? That's right. Not the same as the theater experience, though. I actually saw you posted in our Instagram story that you were in an actual theater, and I said out loud by myself under my breath, this fucking swampy. <laughs> Three piece of shit swampy. <laughs> son of a bitch gets to go to the fucking movies i um i will say this because i think i said this on our last episode or the episode before that like um you know theaters theaters are open where i'm going but i don't know if i'm gonna go in you know i'm not sure but then basically like i got down here and i looked at the theater near me and i got the itch to go right away but uh it's a regal over near us and i feel like we we talk a lot about amc and we both had the A-list and stuff like that. And I feel like generally it's positive, especially because the one time we went yeah, to a Regal. More or less. Yeah, I was going to say, especially because the one time that we went to a Regal together was when we saw Endgame and then we just made fun of that bouncer the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Pitbull. Ex- yeah, exactly. But uh, Regal did a really like, or they are doing a really good job with opening their theaters under the pandemic because uh, one the theaters are already very limited capacity. Like if you were to go buy a ticket, there are a bunch of seats already blocked off. And like, so it's already at 50% capacity no matter what. But then also if you were to buy a ticket for you and other people, 
it automatically blocks off the seats on the left and right of you. Um, if you're in a theater yeah. with recliners, it blocks off just one seat on the left and one seat on the right. If you're in a theater that has no recliners and the seats are closer together, it does two on each side. And they also oh, awesome. Yeah. And then they also have like basically like a security guard in every theater because you have to wear your mask the entire time. The only time you can take it off is if you're going to drink something or eat. Um, so they have someone in there monitoring, making sure that everybody actually does have a mask on. And, uh, so I was just like, oh, wow, they, they actually did a really good job. There's less showings because apparently they're like going all out and like the cleaning and stuff. But um, yeah, when I saw New yeah. Mutants, there was probably only like 12 people in the theater along with me and Brianna. Oh, wow. Oh, I was in a packed house. Packed driveway. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, basically. <laughs> packed parking lot. Even at the drive-in, though, you know, they have the poles set up and you can fit two cars between each pole. Now they're only you can only put one car in between the poles. Yeah. So they're even doing six feet of distance between cars. And I'm like, the car's not going to get Corona. <laughs> Maybe if it's a Toyota Corona. <laughs> hey, oh, it's a Corolla. I know. I know that's the actual car name. I'm a, I'm a man. I know what cars are named, but dude, I'm so happy. We're, we're talking about the new mutants, but what's more important is we're talking about a new movie. Yeah, it's awesome. It's feels feels great. It was also uh, I wanted to ask you, did they play any tra trailers at the drive in? Did they did they do anything? No, there was like a thing about like buy your popcorn and it went black for a little while. And oh, then it okay. was just like a bear in the woods. <laughs> My father once said a bear was the way to the world. <laughs> He was full My of My father shit. is a bear. He's a lying son of one a bitch. One time. <laughs> one time, my grandma was a bear. <laughs> oh, so this is Brave. Oh, is that a thing? I never saw Brave. Oh, yeah. Ba basically, Brave is like her mom becomes a bear. It's Bear Mom, the movie. It's, it's not good. Oh, uh, see, I always avoided it because just like redheads are gross. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you would hate my bush. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and you would hate the band Bush. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> Their band name is basically Pube. It wouldn't be the, you would be saying ew not because you're seeing my junk but because it's it's got red pubes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your your package fine. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah. Sick. But you but you you better better clear the landing strip if you know what I mean. <laughs> better you better you better mow the weeds. <laughs> yeah, I want to come in there with the hedge clippers. Like, the weed whacker, you're looking like a scary movie style. I, I can't pull down your pants to be staring at a little little mushroom in the tall grass. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> This is our show, and we do what we want. We do. And I've been so, so looking forward to not necessarily the movie we're reviewing, but just the fact that we have a, a, a legitimate new movie, a movie that is meant to release in theaters and did release in theaters. Granted, I saw it in a drive-in theater. I feel like it's not quite the same. Actually, I was on AMC's website, and we're not too, too far from Connecticut, and I'm 
seriously considering I almost bought tickets to see Tenet. Well, actually, uh, in Connecticut, I just got a notification today. Apparently, Jersey's opening. I think Friday, like theaters in Jersey are opening <gasps> Friday. Yeah, so you could go. That's good to know. Yeah, you could go to Garden State then, which has the Dolby Theater. Yeah, well, I was going to see it in Dolby and in, uh, in Danbury because they have a Dolby Theater as well. Yeah, I um I saw that because I was actually talking to my brother and I was like, "Yo, you could go see Tenet now, like if you wanted to." I mean, he he also mentioned the Danbury thing, but that's that's a hike. And the Jersey theater is also kind of a hike, but it's not as much of a hike. I feel like that's much more doable. It's like 50 minutes. Um, yeah, but Danbury is only like an hour. Oh, see, I thought Danbury was like an hour and a half. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know anything, man. <laughs> All I know is that I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be talking to you and I'm happy to be going to the trailer park. Damn boy. That was crazy. I don't know how long we've been going, but I do not want to waste any time because <laughs> I'm ready to. We haven't had a trailer park in weeks, months, almost yeah. maybe a year. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But uh, and and you know what? We actually have a tie right now. Like we actually have a theme. It's 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 all clicking. It's all coming together. Oh, I didn't even realize this. All I knew was I wanted to talk about this trailer, and I'm. You saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, there is a theme. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're on fire. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> Everybody better better recognize that the dudes yeah. are bringing fire. Yeah. Strap on your strap on. The dudes are back in town. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You like that? It's so stupid. I was just I was just thinking about like the logistics of that. Like if it was a dude putting that on, so it'd be like a like just like a like a double wang. It'd be like stitch. hollowed out on the inside. Yeah, yeah, so you're just putting it over. It's basically like a cock puppet. Exactly. It's like Lockheed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. But what are we talking today? Because this is very exciting. Dude. We're not talking anything. We're fucking creaming our jeans. We're fucking, we're going to spew about it. I'm going to go off. Like half the episode is going to be the trailer part because we're talking about the Batman, baby. Yeah, this is not, a, the bat, not the Batman baby. This isn't like a spinoff of Boss Baby. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, oh, man, that would suck. I know you know. I was saying it for the stupid swampies listening in. <laughs> But yeah, we um, you know, we haven't talked about this yet, but big news dropped. Um, I, I would say let's before we get into the trailer, maybe we should just cover some of what they showed off at the uh, the fandom thing for DC because they had an event, yeah, and uh, they dropped a lot of different stuff. Um, some some good, some bad. I think for me and you, definitely the Batman trailer was the highlight. I have a feeling that's probably what the highlight was for a lot of people. So we'll get to that last, but I guess let's start off on one of the bigger things. They showed the trailer for the Schne for the Schneider cut, the Snyder cut. What is it? Schneider Snyder. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to put this out there uh, before that movie comes out or before it's released on HBO max, whatever it is. Cause I saw it's going to be like how they did the, um, like the director's cut of hateful eight where it's like four one hour yeah. episodes basically. And I just want to say this now, just in case the movie comes out and people are throwing out their opinions. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that I'm saying this now before it comes out. 
this thing looks like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't care. I'm throwing it down. I know. I know. I jail hard to Marvel, so people are going to be like, "That's just because you're a Marvel fan." And no, I honestly think this looks worse than the first cut of Justice League. Yeah, you know, and that movie isn't amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's like just strange. They, um, I feel like the whole talk has been basically just like. Oh man, like you're getting like souped up visuals. Like we're we're putting dark side in it. Like Steppenwolf is gonna be way more menacing. This and that. I was also expecting the cyborg CGI to be cleaned up because that was a you know train wreck last time. And mm-hmm. it, in general, like and again, like I I like Marvel more. But I was willing to to watch this. I'm actually kind of excited to watch it just because I want to. I just want to see what it is. There's been so much talk about it. But uh, yeah, we. I watched it with with me, my brothers, and I mean, they they don't really care. I, they were just like, Let, let's check this out. And before I could even say anything, uh, one of my brothers was like, "Is it just me, or does this look look bad? Like, does the CGI look bad?" And I was like. I think it looks worse. <laughs> like, I don't know how. Yeah. And, you know, there was a, um, the studio could put like a time limit, like a sanction on justice league. I think they had a, they're like the maximum that justice league could be is two hours, which is fucking stupid. So, I mean, maybe there's right. a lot of stuff that would have made the movie better. Um, had they put it in there. So I know this cut is going to be like four hours long is what they said. So maybe there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to make it a little bit better. It you know I, I don't want to judge everything on the visuals, but judging on what they showcased, I feel like they're just gonna have really like a lot of that added runtime is just gonna be longer action sequences. Yeah, it's gonna be very Snydery. Uh, I don't I don't see it being a good time, but I think we're gonna have to watch it because everybody wants to talk so much about Snyder Cut. So guess what? You're gonna. You're going to fucking get it now. It better be good because the two dudes are going to talk about it. Oh, so yeah. if it sucks, we're going to shit on it hard. And it looks <laughs> like it's going to suck. That being said, that being said, I will go into it with the best intentions. I'm not going to watch it being like, this is going to be dog shit. I, I want it to prove me wrong. I'm, I'm going to look for the positives because as much as I think it looks like shit, when I'm watching it, I don't want it to be shit because I want to have a good time watching it because it's me spending four hours now watching this fucking thing. Yeah. What I'm going to do, because, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying it's like, it's whole, it's a whole another entity, but really it's, it's almost just like an extended version of an old movie. So what I think I'm going to do, and like the argument that everyone has is, oh, like Joss Whedon ruined it. So like, if Zack Snyder had his vision, it would have been a lot better. So I think what I'm just going to do is I think I'm actually going to rewatch just the normal cut of justice league, maybe like a month before it comes out just so that's fresh in my head. And then I can watch this. I just want to see if it is better. Like that's, that's all I care about is, is it better? Because I don't think any of the other Zack Snyder movies were particularly good. So at this point, I just want to know if, if the movie could have been marginally better or not. I don't, I don't expect it to be like, a great movie. So, yeah, I don't know if he'll ever achieve the great heights he reached with sucker punch. Yeah, man. Sucker punch is a banger. (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, I'm not really a fan of his in general. Watchmen, I think is his best film. And 
he had great source material to go off of with that. Like, I feel like it would have been a little bit difficult to, to bork that. Even with Watchmen, speaking of, you had mentioned in our 100th episode, like that cringy, or was that 100th or that was our 31st, uh, 31st birthday episode? Yeah, the birthday one. Yeah, that cringy sex scene where they're playing Hallelujah, and you're just like, well, that was kind of dog shit. Yeah. And then what did they do in the Snyder Cut trailer? It's the same fucking song. Oh, yeah. The the song choice is bad. Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's yeah. rough. That was, it was a like bad that trailer. It, yeah, it was a horrible trailer. It looked like they took, like... And half of the scenes that they showed in the trailer were... We're in the first movie. Yeah, they just like showed Dark Side and they're like, show that's, I feel like you couldn't get a grasp on what's going to be different because it was just a lot of slow mo shots fading to black like over and over again. Like, I would have, yeah. I would have liked to have gotten a little bit of like the story or how it's going to be different. It, it, for yeah, me, no dialogue for me, it, in yeah, it. for me, it, it did nothing. Like, it just showed me that the CGI is possibly marginally worse <laughs> so <laughs> cool um getting off that though because i want to talk about something that is cool and granted i think everybody kind of like everyone this was this was knowledge before but they had people involved in the movie come out in their costumes and stuff like that and you got to see the cast and uh that was the suicide squad they sh- they showed off the the new one it's coming out next year the in 2021 made by james gunn and man i got hyped mm-hmm. for it i mean I, I knew the cast already but the cast is the cast is fire there's so many people in this movie there's so many characters i think half of them are gonna die in the movie yeah i think so i i really like the poster that they've already made for it too but even like some of the comments like john cena's comments got me like really hyped for it just because uh yeah he was just like i'm douchey captain america and i was like do Shermer, i'm here for it like let's go <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i have all the faith in the world in james gunn and like you said the cast is incredible like it, it looks like it's going to be just crazy. Like, it looks like it's going to be, like, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's... If if you haven't seen the cast, I'll just run down some names in it. But, yeah, it does. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm actually... It's funny because I remember being excited for the first side Suicide Squad movie, and then it came out and it was trash. But I just have so much more faith that this is going to be a good time. I mean, the writer and director has already taken something very similar to this and killed it. And, you know, we love the guardians movies. This cast is, I think way better than the guardians movies too. Like, I think there's a lot of potential for it, but you got Margot Robbie, Taika Waititi, you got Idris Elba, Pete Davidson, Jai Courtney, uh, Sean Gunn's in it, John Cena. Like I'm, I'm all, I'm all about it. It's funny. Cause Taika Waititi, nobody even knows what character he's playing yet. Oh, they didn't announce it. Yeah, no. If like, if you go like, I'm pretty sure if you go, I to hope his- he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who he he could be, but and, and you know what? I think Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's gonna come up a, a little bit when we get to the review of this of the movie we're doing today. But yeah, man, Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm actually really ex- really excited for it. Yeah, yeah, it got me. And. uh non-movie related news but i'll just say real quick they showed off two video games at least that i saw a suicide squad game that was all a cutscene. i thought it looked kind of cool but uh they showed off a new i think it's called gotham knights 
I think is what it is. Um, but it looks like it's a new kind of like Arkham spinoff. And that actually looked really awesome oh, too. Yeah. So in general, everything that they showed off besides the Snyder cut, I, I was pretty impressed with, I thought they did a good job and that's coming from, you know, Marvel fanboy. Like the, the video game stuff was cool. The suicide squad thing was cool. And now the fucking grand finale. Yeah. The Batman. Yeah. We'd been waiting for it. We were hyped for this movie just off Pattinson alone. Like, I'd been fighting people on the internet for months. Oh, Twilight Boy? Fuck you. Good Time Man. Lighthouse Man. <laughs> the Rover Man. Like, this guy fucking acts the shit out of anybody. He's cooler than you. He fucks better than you, probably. You're an idiot. <laughs> Come at me with that Glitter Boy bullshit. I'll smack you in the fucking face. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but uh yeah man, we'll, we'll get into it in a second. I think we should watch the trailer then and then hit all the all the points that we want to make, but yeah, I I was excited for this just like you said just on Pattinson alone and then the trailer like I'm I've watched this trailer a bunch. I'm like holy shit, man. This looks fucking awesome. And uh yeah, let's just get into it because I want to talk more about it. But let's just let's just take a look at this. Right away, dude, it's it's dark. It's gritty. Yeah. From your secret friend. Oh, and the music choice is perfect. Yeah. Who? Having a clue. Let's play a game. Just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? <laughs> I like that they're going with the Riddler in this. Like, they haven't done that in a while. You'll be coming quite so Yeah, and it, it makes it more like a like a detective noir thing. Like, they're going to force the world's greatest detective angle out of Batman, which we haven't really seen in a movie. Yeah. Catwoman. Yep. Our justice... Supposed to be. There we go. <laughs> I'm vengeance. It's so good. Fuck. Fuck. This guy's crazy. Chills. Yeah, man. You're part of this too. How am I part of this? You'll see. Looking like a AFI music video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always wondered what it would be like when if Edgar Allan Poe was Batman. Exactly. <laughs> now, no. Joking, joking aside. 
dude, when he lays down on that fucking, that guy, and just starts unloading on him, I saw the perfect comment, uh, it was it was like the pinned comment underneath the uh, the trailer the first time I watched it, and be like, there's somebody like, damn, that's him letting out all of those all of that Twilight criticism for all those years. <laughs> yeah, like he's just that's that's him unloading Twilight out on that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking brutal. It's so good. I want to oh, know, man. The one thing that like. I really want to know. And granted, we haven't gotten a ton of the story. Like even this trailer doesn't give you a ton of story. It just shows you who's in it and like the players and stuff like that. Um, but I want to know if this is radar or not. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell from this because I can see it going either way because they didn't show any blood. They didn't show even like the last couple hits on him. Mm -hmm. But the sound, the sound design in that is brutal. Like, I feel like that's almost enough to get you the R rating without the blood. Like just, you hear like bones crunching, dude. Like it's, it's tough. Like, and, and how gritty the rest of the, of the vibe is. And it seems like, you know, they're showing like dead bodies and stuff. Like, I really hope it is rated R. It would be really cool to see like a dark, edgy Batman. And yeah. he's oh, this trailer is absolutely perfect because it doesn't give too much away. Like you said, it shows you who the players are and it's it sets up the tone of the movie and it shows you what kind of Batman they're bringing us because we've seen the origin story. We've seen the more like older you know, professional Batman. This, he looks like, I think they're going with like a year two yeah, storyline. They said this is like year two Batman, which I, I was going to hit this too. I think that's awesome that they're doing that. It's genius. He's like good enough at being Batman, but he still has his own like problems and demons. Like he, he's not a perfect Batman and he's, he's young and he's fucking pissed. And I think like them putting that scene in there was brilliant because I think it was a two-hander. It was like, here's for anybody who says Robert Pattinson couldn't be Batman. Suck on this, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but it's all but it's also showing like we're gonna give you a completely different Batman. He's he's young, he's full of angst and anger, and he's taking it out on everybody. Like, all these criminals, they're not dealing with this Batman who's like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do, like, my three hits to take you down and just, like, immobilize you. Like, he's going to fucking crack your skull. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Also, we were talking about this, but there's been movies where, you know, we talk about them like, man, the trailer looks really good. The cast is good. That being said, the writer and director on this movie does not give you much faith the writer and director on this movie, I'm like super hyped for because uh, Matt Reeves is directing this. If you don't know Matt Reeves, mm -hmm. he was the writer and director on the latest uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. Uh, in particular, I think he he worked the most. Like I think he was the writer on War. He may have also been the director. I'm not sure, but he was the director on Dawn. Those are the two best ones. And I'm not going to go look right now, but I'm pretty sure they both have like high 90s Rotten Tomato scores. And... 
Um, nice. I mean, I know a lot of people saw, I think, the first of the three movies, and they're like, eh, this isn't for me. But if you'd stuck it around, like, if anyone stuck around and watched those movies, I think that is one of the better trilogies to come out in the last 10 years or so. Um, so su- super stoked on that. And uh, you have other people on writing on the movie that I think definitely are going to, you know, get you excited. Obviously they're, they're crediting uh, writers from like the Batman comics and stuff like that. But uh, Peter Craig, he's done like a couple like good things. He's actually one the writer of the Top Gun Maverick movie. So that's cool. But he did the, oh. like uh, two of the Hunger Games movies. Uh, it's actually funny. He did Bad Boys for Life, which I know you hated, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm excited, man. There's a lot of people involved in it that, I'd be surprised that this is bad. And, uh, you know, we didn't really even get into the cast, but you know, Robert Pattinson, but Paul Dano is the Riddler. I think that's a really cool casting choice. Uh, Zoe Kravitz yeah, is love Catwoman. Paul Dano. Yeah. And then Colin Farrell's the penguin. And then like, yeah, unrecognizable. Yeah. And this I'm really excited for just because he's, I think he's a great actor again, going back to planet of the apes, but, uh, Andy circus is playing Alfred in this. I think that's gonna be really cool. Also. Uh, Andy Serkis is great. Like he, he obviously like kind of really built his career around the um, the motion capture and like CGI characters that he does. But I mean, look at he's he's a great addition in in Black Panther, which also no, we were gonna I was gonna get Chadwick Boseman. I was I was gonna just mention that after we got out of the trailer park. So All right, we yeah, woof, woof. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, no, he, when he is, you know, a human character, like he's still great. Like he's really good. Like, and, uh, and I think he's pretty age appropriate if we're doing like a little bit of a younger Batman. Like, I don't think this Batman's like 19 or something like that. He's probably like in his, maybe in his twenties or even if he is like in his thirties, like, I don't know exactly how they're going to kind of, you know, skew the, the age range, but like Andy Serkis, like. He's not like an old fragile Alfred. Yeah. So I think I, I think I'm I'm cool with it. Honestly, I I love all of the casting decisions. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, again, it's it's almost a little bit of a bummer, but like we had Joker last year, which stood outside of like the DC universe. And I'm fairly certain that this stands outside of the DC universe also, which in some ways gives me even more hope because it seems like the things that they do outside the spinoffs are way more interesting <laughs> and they, and they take chances yeah. with it and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm into this man. They still say that this is coming out next year. Um, I think it's slated for October. I'm not sure if that's definitely going to come because even the trailer says like, yeah, this thing's still in production. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it is coming out next year, it's, it's gonna, it's, it's like top five most anticipated movies for me for next year. Oh, right now I, even with Eternals coming out next year, the Marvel movies, this is my number one most anticipated movie for 2021, 100%. Yeah, it might be mine too. I have to go look at, at 2021 because now you got a bunch of stuff that was already slated for 2021 along with a lot of the right. stuff that got pushed out from this year. So I'm really excited for this. They should just abandon their their universe. Just screw the universe. Screw the universe. <laughs> <laughs> a little dude wears my car reference. How do you like that? <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's cool. It's pretty, pretty hip. Two dudes. Where's my car? That's a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's a t-shirt. Boom. Print it. Go to our thread list. Go to two dudes, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
One thing for me that I'm a little curious about and also a little bit, I don't know if I'm worried, but you know, this is a, I think it's a standalone movie unless they're going to take this and make this into almost its own side thing. But they're introducing a lot of people in this movie. Like if it, if it is just a single standalone movie, it's putting in Batman, the Riddler, Catwoman, the Penguin. And then I think, is it Carmine Falcone? He's the, like the crime, like Lord yeah. or whatever. I think he's also, because I think that's who John Turturro plays. So that's like five, like oh, okay. big characters in like Batman that they're putting in one movie. I wonder if some of the characters are going to have a smaller role in it and maybe it'll be something like expanding the universe down the road. Um, I, I don't know. It, That's I, what I'm thinking. It always worries I'm thinking me. If it's in, I was just going to say, it always worries me when they throw too many villains in one movie. So I'm hoping that this is kind of like, you know, uh, developing the world and planting the seeds for like other movies, but they haven't confirmed that they're making another one after this. Right. See, I'm, I'm wondering if, this is what I think. I think the Riddler is the main focus of the investigation and like tracking him down, but in tracking him down, because the Riddler historically he's usually partnered up with some other villain, and because he's always in hiding and he's he's you know operating from like behind the scenes, but then like he uses another villain's connections and henchmen mm-hmm. to kind of keep in Batman's way. So I'm wondering if either it's probably the he's penguin. working with either that or if he's working with Falcone and like the he's using like the mobsters and like he's working for like basically hired by the mob to keep Batman occupied while they do some other dealings with Penguin. You know what I mean? Like they have some sort of deal with Cobblepot. Yeah. And uh, and maybe I don't know, maybe they're running an angle where Cobblepot's trying to become mayor and the the crime family wants him as mayor because he's going to let them get away with shit. So the crime family hires Riddler to keep Batman occupied. So maybe that connects all three of them like pretty easily without it being too sloppy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, just based on like casting, not to say that John Turturro isn't huge, but like Colin Farrell's kind of like blown up. So I'd be surprised if the penguin wasn't, you know, a big part of it, but it, Based on the trailer, it looks like the Riddler is the main villain. So, um, yeah, Which I'm cool with because we haven't had that in a movie really. Like we had it with the Jim Carrey, uh, Tommy Lee Jones was that Batman Forever, right? Yeah, I think so. I haven't watched that one in a while. Yeah, I think it was Batman Forever. Yeah, it's gonna be cool to have like a dark, first of all, a dark Batman film like this. Like I see people being like, oh, they're trying to go for like the Dark Knight vibes, and like this just seems so much more like. This actually feels more uh, Tim Burton, like uh, nineteen eighty nine Batman with Michael Keaton, only in the sense of the way that Gotham is built and like the the set design, like that scene when the car crashes into into the bank or wherever they are, and Bruce Wayne is standing there, and the guy comes out and he has a note for Batman, another riddle, mm-hmm. and the way that that building was and the, even like the way that the car was that drove in, like it didn't look like a modern car. It looked like almost more, um, I don't even know. I don't even know what era, but it felt more like Tim Burton than it did Christopher Nolan's Batman universe, his Gotham. I think, I think Christopher Nolan's was very, very modern or like it fit the time that it came out. That's why I think people liked it so much because it didn't feel like a comic book movie. It, It felt like, 
something that could almost actually happen in some ways. Um, yeah, this almost looks like how they designed Gotham in the animated series. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, do you got anything else on this? Or honestly, I could probably talk about this for the rest of the episode. But why don't we just get the fuck out of this trailer park? <laughs> All right. Before getting into the the, the review, we we had just mentioned it earlier, but uh, I just wanted to like take a moment to just talk about the passing of Chadwick Boseman because man, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Fuck this year. I mean, I know it's not the year's fault because like, I don't like that when people are just like, oh, 2020 sucks. I wish it was just 2021. Uh, guess what? That year is probably going to suck too. <laughs> like this shit just keeps on rolling. But that was, it was nuts to find out. I actually found out while I was at the drive-in. It was like right after New Mutants and I checked my phone and I had like three different people text me and be like, dude, and like send me the article. And I was like, well, this isn't real. Yeah, I, uh, I was shocked because I was just like, you know, I was I was going to bed and then I got text basically just being like, bro, Chadwick Boseman just died. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like up for like an hour after that. And I was like leg- legitimately sad. Like a lot of times when, um, you know, like actors and stuff like they pass, like it's it's obviously upsetting and stuff like that. But I can't remember the last time that someone died that like it actually affected me like that. I don't know. I got I got really bummed because he was just he's a class act. Um, and Black Panther was, was such a, uh, like a pivotal movie, for, not, not only for the MCU, but, you know, socially and stuff like that. And it's, a even just finding out that he like kept like, you know, the whole thing a secret and stuff like that. And just, yeah, is, uh, it's sad. It's, it's a big loss. Also, like he's, <laughs> you know, he does Black Panther and he's blowing up cause he was in, you know, like Marshall, like, I don't think Marshall may have been right before that, but, um, he, you know, he's in that. He's he's in twenty one. What was it? Twenty one bridges. The movie that that you saw. I I didn't see that one last yeah. year. But then I mean, to five bloods this year. It's just uh, it's a bummer. He like finally got like his break kind of in the last like, probably right around the time that he got diagnosed with cancer. And uh, you know he, he did some great stuff. But it it almost reminds me a little bit of like Anton Yelchin, where it's just like this person has so much talent and like is just like hitting their peak, and then they're they're taken away way too soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was hard. I it, like same thing. Like, I don't really get affected by like celebrity deaths because it's like you know we don't know them personally. Obviously, most most people like who are aware of them don't know them personally. It's it's celebrity, but just that fact that like it was just way too soon. And like you said, he's like he he was really. You know, there's so much more for him to do and a uh, huge, huge bummer. And I was like sitting there, I was like, shit, like this is like, this is like hitting me. Like I'm like affected by this. And uh, I just wasn't, I wouldn't have expected that. Like if you would ask like, oh, like who's like a celebrity that like when they pass, like you would be like torn up about. And I have like a couple I would go to because just how much like their careers have meant to me. But I think this one was just, it was just that fact. It's just, man, you hate to see anybody's life cut short. And, uh, you know, it's, it sucks hearing, you know, is stage three colon cancer, right? Like that's not a, that's not a pretty way to go. That sucks. So, yeah. So all, all love to, to his family and yeah, it's a, it's a tough year for, 
for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I, uh, I actually thought about this. I'm like, damn, you know, when, and if they do the Oscars this year, the, uh, the, like in memoriam or whatever at the end, that's going to be, it's going to be rough. Yeah. So, yeah. I also had no idea he was 43. I would have never guessed that. I thought he was in his like early thirties or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looked, he looked pretty young, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a big loss. It's a bummer. And, uh, wishing all the best for the family and everything like that. It's definitely tough. Also reading the, reading like the statements from like everyone, like in Marvel, like all the actors, it's, it's tough to read, but, uh, yeah, you want to, you want to get going on, on to, uh, to the review? Well, we probably should. We're, we're about like, uh, we're trucking along in this episode now. Yeah. I mean, we said at the top, we're doing the new, the new mutants, <laughs> the new mutants, even though the movie was supposed to come out like three years ago. Yeah. The new mutants, AKA the last mutants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie was actually filmed in 2017. Oh, which makes, a lot- I don't know why I said, Oh, like that. Like I knew that. <laughs> well, no, I was, I think that actually, cause I never really thought about like when it was filmed and stuff like that. I just knew like, yeah, this movie was supposed to come out in like 2018 or 2019. And it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. But there's something that happens in this movie that we'll talk about later that I'm like, okay, it, that makes more sense as to why, like, like it was relevant when they were filming it. Now it just like, it happens in the movie and I'm like, what the fuck? But, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, everybody knows the, the, trials and tribulations this movie had just to get into theaters i know some people were also saying like why are you even releasing in theaters like just fucking put it on vod like we were saying that i did some research uh this movie was contractually obligated to hit theaters at some point so that's why and i guess they just found like, like okay there's literally no movies in theaters like let's put it out but uh yeah it's also, i don't know if it's funny or not but one of the writers on this movie is uh natalie and Natalie on his IMDb, if you like go and look at what movies he's written and stuff like that, he hasn't written a ton. I think it's only like five credits or something like that. And like, not all of them are feature films, but the last feature film that he did was a movie that came out in 2017 called kidnap that I think was filmed in 2014. And that, and that was another movie that was huh. notoriously like just pushed back and pushed back over and over again because they knew it was going to be awful. And then I got put out and it was like one of the worst movies that year <laughs> but uh oh good yeah so i'm just like yeah i mean i think a lot of people assume this movie would be terrible you know we'll get to our feelings on it and stuff like that but you know the writing team on it not particularly strong and then uh, josh boone who's the director on this movie he was the director on the fault of our stars which is, is a decent movie other than that all of his movies are rotten i'll say that and like you know, I'm, I'm not going to include New Mutants in this, but his lowest rated movie is a 20%. And that's like, he's got like that, a 38, a 40, like a 57, like not not good stuff at all. But uh, if you want to look at for like a redeeming quality, I actually really like the cast on it. I think the cast has a lot of potential in it. Uh, obviously, Anya Taylor-Joy's in it. Maisie Williams, people love. Charlie Heaton's kind of blown up from uh, Stranger Things. And then uh, mm-hmm. you have Alice Braga, Henry Zaga, and then Blue Hunt. It's really just the six also. Like, you know, you you don't get a... Uh, I don't think people realize how small this movie actually is until you see it. But the movie literally is only those six people. Like, there's like a few people that pop in for like a second, like maybe like a flashback or something. But this whole movie is just six people in a, in a building together. Yeah, which I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. 
I guess you could have expected that from the trailer. The trailer really only focused on those same six. So I guess that's, you know, I guess that's all right. It's not like they overpromised on like, oh, all of these characters are going to be introduced. Like, it's probably better that they did it this way, too. Yeah, yeah, keep for it, sure. Keep it slim. I, Makes um, those reshoots a hell of a lot easier. Well, apparently, I looked it up. Apparently, they never even did reshoots. Really? Yeah, apparently this is basically like, because there was all the, the talk that the movie was shown to like test audiences and people were like, what the fuck? I think this is essentially, from what I'm reading, this is essentially what those test audiences saw. Huh. Yeah, I think they just like couldn't get people back together like to reshoot stuff. So this is, you know, this is what, what it is. Um, I think... Again, like you said, if you watch the trailers, they don't show anybody else. It wasn't there weren't any promises that other characters would be in it. I think I was just surprised because it, you know, it from the trailers it looks like it takes place in some sort of, um, you know, psych ward or something like that. And I assumed it to be almost like a hospital vibe. And I guess it kind of is, but at the same time, there's only one doctor there. Like it's, it's just the mutants and and one doctor. <laughs> so I, I was just kind of surprised yeah. by that. Like I thought it would have it would have felt more like a hospital or something, whereas it just feels like kind of like they're in like a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, basically, it it almost looks like it's just like some abandoned facility that they're like we're gonna use it for this. Yeah, they're just like man, you know what? We uh, we can we can use this for cheap. I bet I didn't look into well, it. I bet this movie has a low budget. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But also like what we were saying about the facility and how there's only only one quote unquote doctor question mark watching over all of these, like that does make more sense uh, when something is revealed later on in the movie, but it is a spoiler. So we'll save it for a little bit later. Yeah. But talking about the cast, you know what? Instead of me, me saying anything, I kind of want to ask you, how did you feel because obviously we are fans of, of a lot of this cast, or at least are familiar with enough of their work to kind of be excited to see what they might do with these characters. Yeah. How did you feel about uh, how they pulled it off? Like, what what were your takeaways when it came to the acting in this movie? I think across the board, generally, <laughs> the acting is not yeah. good at all. <laughs> Agreed. But but I'm what about our girl Anya Taylor Joy? Bad. She's bad. <laughs> Broke my heart. Okay, so I'm <laughs> good. So I'm not fucking insane. But I'm gonna Dude. say I'm gonna say this too, real quick. Like I've seen Anya Taylor Joy fucking kill it, and I know she's incredibly yes. talented. I've seen Maisie Williams just crush it. Charlie Heaton is really good. I've seen almost everyone involved in this movie be really good. I think. It's not so much the acting. I think this movie had terrible direction. I think they could not yes. tell the actors what the fuck they wanted at all. Um, because, yeah, I don't think the acting is particularly good. I think the acting that from our lead from Blue Hunt is really rough. But oh, she's the worst. You're talking about Danny Moonstar. Yeah. But yeah. I. I uh atrocious I, yeah i generally think though like i was watching it and i was just like cringing because again like i love on Taylor joy and i was just like this is this is breaking my heart to watch <laughs> watch this right now but then i was i was thinking about it. i'm listening to like the dialogue and stuff and i'm like i just don't think that the director could give good direction and i i mean i don't know like i 
I just think it's more so a director and writing problem than an acting problem in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Cause, cause like we said, we know that they're capable of doing great work, but you can only do so much with what you're given. And the writing is definitely a problem. The dialogue in it is so stupid. Like it's, I don't, I don't mean like, I don't like it, so I'm calling it dumb. I mean, it is literally like low IQ conversation. <laughs> like it is dumb. Like they, they, everybody sounds like an idiot. Like especially Sunspot. Sunspot as a character is so one dimensional and pointless. He's basically just like, I've got the money. <laughs> yeah, but but then That's even like every thing. time he, every time he has a piece of dialogue. It's a it's a pun about being hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's Anya so stupid. Anya Taylor-Joy's character ends up just being like a mustache twirler. Like she's just like a very she's like a, she's a caricature of a bully. She really is. So I saw this movie with our friend Pat and he he explained that that's actually pretty on point with the comics. Actually, I kind of I talked to him. I was like, "Do you want to be on the show?" Because he knows the New Mutants comics better than I do, and I only know very little about magic just through X Men. Because she is Colossus's younger sister. Yeah, she apparently is like that in the comics. Like she she really has like a bitchy attitude, and and she's just a dick to everybody for no reason. Like that's just how she is. Yeah, And something that Pat said was just like, this is actually, in terms of like the characters, he's like, this is probably the closest to the comics out of all the X-Men movies in terms of like who they are and what they're about. Maybe personality-wise, they they did them justice, but I said earlier that we were going to mention like Suicide Squad or Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm going to now. Those movies were movies that introduced D-list characters from their universe. I would say these characters are D-list characters, maybe with the exception of of uh, Danny Moonstar, who is Mirage. And I know Magic's pretty popular, but Sunspot and like Cannon, Cannonball and um, uh, what's what's uh, Wolfsbane, I, I'm pretty sure is Maisie Williams' yeah. character. They're all, I don't think they're like big name characters, are they? No. Yeah, not really. So like eventually a lot of them end up on other X teams like X-Force, X-Factor, sometimes X-Men. There's actually a line of dialogue that is kind of like a reference to that. And it's like, oh, like I think we're here because we might be like trained and then become X-Men eventually. And like some of them do actually become X-Men. Mm -hmm. They don't really ever tell you their names. And I think only people who are familiar with the comics are actually going to know really anything about them because I think they do a terrible job of, of telling you like what these characters are about. Like maybe you get kind of like their personality, like, Oh, there's the jock douche. And then there's the bitchy girl and like stuff like that. But I, they don't even tell you their powers. Like really like, you know, when, when magic uh, finally like kind of shows off her powers at the end, she's like, teleporting and she's got the sword and and you know there's the dragon stuff and they don't tell you any of it so you're just kind of like what is going on at least that's how i felt because there's almost like at least i didn't think i didn't think there was really any characters to this movie it's all basically just like let's just show you through exposition and 
flashbacks are tragic backstory, but not actually tell you anything about the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Nobody, I'm, I'm glad nobody, I'm not going crazy. No, no, you're not. The Well, Danny Moonstar is her name, but it's also her like mutant name. Like at least I think so. I don't know if she gets like a code name down the road, but like that's sure how she's, she's known Mirage. as in the comics. I think she's Mirage. Oh, is that is that so? I think so because I was I doing. Know, I always, I was doing a little bit of research after the fact, and they were saying that she ends up be called being called like one of her aliases, Mirage. I think the comic that they're pulling from a lot with this movie, I think she's Mirage in that one. Oh, okay. Well, interesting then. The only character who actually like basically acknowledges their name. Well, there's two things. When Cannonball <laughs> is practicing outside and he's like basically makes himself a tether ball and chains himself to the ground, starts flying around. Uh Maisie Williams, Wolfsbane, she she says something about like uh it's like, oh, he bounces around like a cannonball. Yeah. Wink wink. Also, also, they say the words new mutants like five times in this movie. They <laughs> they do. <laughs> it got they said, really old said, really quickly. Yeah, they said it so early in the movie too, like basically the second scene. Like when the doctor's explaining to Danny like where yeah. she is and like what's going on, walking her around. Like this is a place for new mutants. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder what movie I'm watching. <laughs> and then they they kept doing it. There there is there's another name that is finally given to a character, and it is the biggest fucking eye roll moment. And it made me like grind my teeth. I was so angry. I'm like, that is the that is like fucking Disney Channel teen movie type <laughs> I think I know. writing. You talking and, about magic? And even though Yeah. <laughs> oh you how are you gonna beat him? He's magic. First of all, no, it's not. It's not magic if it's part of like a mutant ability. It's a mutation. <laughs> it's like how in what why would you just say that that the thing is magic? And I can't even say what the thing is because it's a spoiler, but why would you say that thing is magic? You have nothing to base that off of. Actually, you have something to base it off of. The facts of the situation, which would point less to that it being magic. It was such a shoehorn thing to say, just so Anya Taylor-Joy can go, so am I. <laughs> she looks, and and the way the camera moves, it's like, it's pulled back a couple feet and then it like fast like moves in on her close up to her face and she's like, so am I. And she jumps into the portal and I'm like, you fucking joking me. <laughs> like that is, that is some like goddamn like entry level action bullshit, like stupid ass nonsense. I was so upset. I felt so bad for Anya Taylor joy. Like you are so much better than this girl. Yeah. She's so much better than the dialogue. <laughs> I wanted to say this, though, because we've basically just like shit on this the entire time. And this is something that you would have known just by watching the trailer. But I just want to do I do want to give it props for, for doing one thing for the majority of the movie. You know, I'm, I'm putting aside what I actually thought about what I was watching. But for the majority of the movie, really, the first two acts, they really are trying to give you something that you haven't seen before in the genre. 
So yeah. for, so yeah, for I'll that, give him that. So for that, I will at least be like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> thanks for trying. Um, because we've seen a lot of the same old, you know, with everything. And there has been a lot of success in the superhero genre when you're doing something else. Uh, you know, Deadpool or or Logan or Joker and stuff like that. So good on them for trying something else. The execution is definitely not there, but I will I will give it props for at least giving me something that I hadn't seen good, good or bad for the beginning of the movie, at least. It's funny, though, because it was marketed as like we're, we're doing a superhero horror movie and they they show you this trailer with like a bunch of like jump scares in it and stuff like that. If you're like into horror movies or even if you're into like shitty horror movies and you just want to see jump scares. I think you're going to be really disappointed because it was actually about 45 minutes into this movie. And then I forget, like I actually remembered, I was like, Oh yeah, they, they were, they were trying to make a horror movie. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's like possibly one of the least scary, scary movies of all time. Like there's one of the jump scares is, is uh talking doors. Like (laughs) it's really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know if maybe they were like, well, we're not going to go like full horror. Like it still needs to be like action superhero-y or maybe they thought, I think they thought they were better writers than they were. So they assumed that people would want it to be more of like, because I will say like they did try to put focus and take time with like these characters, their relationships with each other and like the kind of mystery about like, why are they there? And I think that's why there was less scaring. That's why there wasn't anything really shifting into that horror genre until more than halfway through, because this is less than an hour and a half long. Yeah, the movie's actually very short, which yeah, kind of thankful for. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I think what you said is spot on. I think definitely think they thought they were better writers than they were, because a lot of the like pacing in this movie and what they decide to kind of focus on in the beginning I think in theory could have been done really well I like that they were kind of just like you know what it's going to be a very slow beginning of the movie like we're going to focus mainly on the characters flush out their relationships with each other build the intrigue and then we'll we'll give you like a a big reveal later on that being said I think you know what's going on within like the like the first half hour of the movie and they don't really develop the characters either. Like, and I don't think they develop their relationships either. I think they're, it's very sporadic what happens with them. Cause it's kind of just like, they all like hate each other except for, uh, Maisie Williams character and blue hunts character. Like they, they like each other throughout the majority of the movie. I think that relationship is probably the strongest and actually has the most weight to it. But then like, a la like breakfast club there's like a very goofy section of the movie where they're like we're gonna drug the the person in charge and then we're gonna have a dance party <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> all right so you want to talk about that scene real quick i agree there was no direction in this movie because any director filming a montage would know that you don't cut Four times in a row to the same two people dancing in the same hallway. <laughs> you you mix it up. You cut from here. You cut you cut to the next grouping. You cut to here. Maybe maybe if you go back to the same two people, now they're doing something like completely different. It was literally, it was Wolfsbane and Danny Moonstar dancing in the hallway. 
Cut to them still dancing in the hallway, just doing a different dance. Cut to them still <laughs> dancing in the hallway, doing a different dance. Cut to them laughing in the hallway after finishing a dance. <laughs> I was going to say. Fucking stupid. <laughs> and interspersed into into the dancing was like two little quick mod, like segments of uh, Cannonball and, and, and Sunspot like with like wheelchairs. You know, like nobody has a wheelchair in like the place. They're like. They're like riding around in wheelchairs yeah. like anarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I that frustrated me because again, that's basics. That's so that's such a basic thing. You're making a montage, you cut two different clips. You don't cut to that looked like they were like, which one of these dancing scenes in the hallway should we use in this scene? We couldn't pick between the four, so we picked all of them and we decided to just put them one after another. <laughs> it's it as a director, as an editor, you should have looked at that and been like, well, no, we got to jumble these up. We got to mix this up so that that way it's not just, you're literally cut. It's like, it's like if you were on like a news show and you were cutting to the same camera every time, like it would look weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm in well, total, it makes me mad. It's I'm so stupid. with you. <laughs> How did nobody how did nobody watch that and go like, oh, we should change that? That's a, that's an obviously like stupid thing. That's a that's a rookie move right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. In in general, the like <laughs> the dancing in the hallway thing was so cringeworthy. Like that whole thing was just rough. Yeah. Some parts of this movie felt like they were trying to make like a teen movie. Well, I kind of I kind of think they probably were just because, you know, the, the directors worked on on the fault in our stars. So it's like, you know, Josh Boone has done things in that genre that go into like teenage you know relationships and angst and stuff like that. So I think that he was kind of like, this is in my wheelhouse. I know how to do this type thing. So I think that is what they were going for at times. I just don't think it's done well at all. And getting back to just what I was saying, I just don't think there's any character in the movie. Like, I don't think there's any character in the movie. And I think what they were hoping was going to save the movie is the intrigue about what's going on. But it's so, it's so like easy to spot that there, there is no intrigue. So it's, you have really hollow characters and zero intrigue into the plot. Like, at least that's how I felt. Cause I was just like, there's no suspense. Like this is supposed to be a horror movie. There's no suspense. I know what the fuck's going on and you're not giving me any characters. You're just telling me their tragic backstory. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's also, this movie's not made for the comic book fans. I don't think because there are twists and turns and there's realizations about the quote unquote villain or kind of what's happening in this facility that, that makes it a horror movie that if you know the characters and you know their powers, it's immediately spoiled. Like it, the, the plot is reliant on the fact that you do not know anything about these characters going into the movie. But if you're going into the movie, chances are a lot of the people are probably fans of the comic books, which means they are aware of their powers, which means that the plot is fucking stupid because from the minute that it starts, you go, Oh, I know exactly what is happening. There is no surprises. There are, are no twists and turns. It is literally just some straightforward dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to start spoiling stuff? Because I do. There is a reveal that's later in the movie I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can start spoiling uh, stuff. Uh, um, 
I think the thing that you want to talk about is the thing that I wanted to bring up, which I kind of alluded to earlier. Okay, well, uh, you hit me with it. I want to hear what, what you got, because mine might be the same. Might not be. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few, like, spoiler parts that, like, you kind of want to touch on, but um, the one thing that is kind of, like, the big reveal, I guess, is that, like, there's some characters in the movie that are basically just like, we're here to get, like, you know, fixed, basically, like, so we can go back in the world and we're not a danger. But, like, it's pretty obvious that they're not. And the person in charge of the hospital has some sort of sinister intention. And you find out later. I see what you did there. What was that? I see what you did there. You see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you find out that essentially where they are is in cahoots with the like science facility, whatever the fuck you want to call it, from Logan. They actually, they show clips from Logan in this. And... These are basically like the kids that they're going to send there to like take their DNA and then make clones of basically like they're going to kill all of them. I oh, wait. Yeah. Wait. So did you did you intentionally do that? Did I intentionally do you what? With the, with the sinister intentions? Is it in cahoots with Mr. Sinister or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because because uh, when you <clears throat> said. Uh, all right. Yeah. Because it's the yeah, it's the Essex Corporation. Which is uh, Mr. Sinister. And uh, that I was happy about that in a way. Because Mr. Sinister is one of my favorite X-Men villains. Uh, I just want to fucking see the guy in a movie. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. And it pisses me off. And he had been teased for a number of movies. And it's infuriating. It's like, I want, I just want to. I want to see him. <laughs> Give it to me. Give me what I want. And I don't get why in the X-Men movie franchises, they built to Apocalypse with one movie and vanquished him in in the movie. Like, they, they teased him at the end of one movie, and then he died in his own movie. Like, the next movie was Apocalypse, and then he dies in Apocalypse. And he is he they don't even really kill him in the comics ever they just get him to go back to sleep basically like he hibernates for like a thousand years or whatever or a hundred years or however long it needs to fucking be but they don't vanquish him and then in the movie he's out in one but then Mr. Sinister, who's just a guy, he's not even a fucking mutant or maybe I don't know they might have changed things with his continuity he's a mutagen which is you're not born a mutant. You are, you you gain mutated cells through like a very like um, Deadpool's a mutagen. He's not a mutant. Uh, Deadpool has like the healing factor, at least in the comics, uh, from getting DNA from Logan as part of the weapon program. Because Logan being referred to as Weapon X is only because he was the tenth experiment. So the program is just the weapons program. But uh, and I think Deadpool is technically like weapon like I don't think he's 11 he might he's like somewhere around there like 11 12 like he's very close to uh when they had Logan there so I just I just wanted to see fucking Mr. Sinister and he's not even like that big of a bad guy 
that you would need to build up to him with four movies, but then you still never see him. Because he's also referred to in the Deadpool movies, both of them. And then uh, at the end of the end of Apocalypse, he's teased because when Logan breaks free from the facility, uh, the post credit, they they go and they grab like his blood samples and everything. When they close it, it says Essex on the briefcase. And then obviously like the connections with the movie Logan. All of this for nothing. Fucking nothing. <laughs> so like as much as I was happy that he was connected to this, one, I saw that coming. But but two, I was just like, this is just blue balls because I know they're not making any more of these movies. I never got to see him. Why did they tease him for five movies when he's not even that big of a deal? But then Apocalypse, who is a world ending character, is killed off is introduced and killed off in one movie. Makes no sense. <laughs> for me, like, I don't know. It didn't bother me that much because I was just, I think, you know, and I think especially for the listeners, if, if you heard our our Dark Phoenix episode, like I've never been like too big into the X-Men movies. We ranked them on that episode. And I think we say in, the, in that episode, like, yeah, like half of these I don't even like. So like at this point, I was just kind of like hoping for something <laughs> decent, something different, like going into this because I'm I know I'm like, I'm just like all of these characters aren't going to be anything after I leave this theater. Like it's all going to Marvel and then hopefully they can do something with them basically. But, uh, that didn't bother me. And this also, it didn't really bother me. It just confused me. Logan was supposed to be a movie outside of the timeline. Like, right. That Logan is supposed to be its own separate entity. That's what they've said. Question mark? I don't know. I mean, I, how could it be if... Well, I guess if it's... Yeah, because they're... Uh, I mean, they're played by the same actors. They are... They're clearly the same people. Yeah, I... It was just weird that they were basically just like, yeah, like, Logan is a separate thing. Like, it's not in the main timeline of our universe. It's kind of separate. We did that. But then they wanted to... Like, their vision back in 2017 was to tie this movie into Logan. Like, unless it was just like it'll be fresh in people's minds and it'll be a cool thing to like put next to each other. But I don't know. I just thought it was, it was strange that they did this movie where it's all about like the, the, you know, finale for Hugh Jackman as that character and this, and then they're going to have like some like crappy horror movie tie into it <laughs> has nothing to do yeah. with it. I just thought it was a weird choice. Like it, it doesn't ruin Logan for me. It doesn't change anything about it. Like it, it just, I just thought it was weird. Like the, the reveal was pretty weak and it was just kind of strange that that's, that was the reveal that they went with. Everything about the Fox X-Men movie universe is just weird choice after weird choice. Yeah. With the exception of Logan in general, like that movie is, I don't know how that movie came out of that studio. It makes no sense to me. Like how did, how did you knock it out of the park so goddamn hard and fail so miserably with everything? Actually, I know the answers. James, James Mangold. Mangold. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was just about to and say. It's him being allowed to do his own thing because you look at the other X-Men movies and it's like the same group of writers and then half of those writers go on to direct other movies. Look at what we saw with Dark Phoenix and it's like, you know what? Maybe after the first three bombs, you stop fucking hiring the same goddamn people. Yeah. It's like a old boys club, but they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's really strange. What, what did you want to get into? That's like spoilery 
just because that was the thing that it I was wanted that. to hit. Okay, what was that? Yeah, that was that was the thing that I really wanted to hit on. Um, there's a couple other things like, oh, I, I did want to ask you this, though. I've, I've mentioned Lockheed like three or four times already in this episode. Kind of cool that he's in it, but also isn't, isn't Lockheed with uh, Kitty Pride? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, I know that, and even still, when I'm sitting there, I, I like turn to Pat, and I'm like, Pat, Lockheed is like Kitty Pride's dragon, right? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why? Like, why magic uh, like, i don't know like it just seemed i think they were just like oh this will be a fun thing for the fans and it's like but you're not you're not doing it right like i, I, I don't know that, that that didn't bother me so much it just seemed forced in there it's like yeah. i don't know why magic needed lockheed i think they just wanted lockheed and so they attached it to a character at random yeah. i don't know why her character needed something more to her like that like that, that doesn't make sense yeah to me but what whatever yeah this what i'm gonna say now actually kind of goes into another like spoilery thing that i wanted to mention but in in general, I've said it a bunch already, like how little there is to like the characters. Um, but her character in particular, like I feel like if if there was a character that didn't need to add something like that, it would be her character because she's already like her character in and of itself is very over the top. Like she's like I said, she's like a caricature of a bully. But but on top of that, like some of the moments that made me cringe the most were when she was talking to the puppet puppet or talking as the puppet. And I was like, why, why do we yeah. need this? Like, you know, her, she's enough of a, of a exaggerated character as is, you don't need that. Um, so you, like, like you said, I think they just wanted it in there and just like shoehorned it in there. But, um, you know, getting back to like her character and kind of in general, a big part of this movie is that, there are um like physical manifestations like they're i think they're illusions that's how it is in the comics i don't know how it is how how they wanted it to be in this movie but it's basically like real illusions like coming to life of their of your biggest fears and that's basically like all of the the mutants that are in there they're experiencing weird paranormal things that it's like their their biggest fear coming to life and then like maiming them or attacking them or whatever you never find out at all what the what her fear is the slender men things yeah see i was wondering i was wondering this i was wondering if this that vision of them was an exaggerated vision in her mind you know like that's not actually what they looked like they, they probably wore those creepy smiley masks but they were just like regular humans but then like her like nightmare version of them they they were taller and they were more like demonic and stuff like that you, you know what i mean like that's how i took it so w was she like being molested or something because they never tell you why that's your fear yeah i i think so because uh remember when she's saying how she killed like 18 men like one by one and blah blah, blah. yeah and uh she said something about like they used to keep girls in cages stuff like that i'm pretty sure that was like some sort of child sex trafficking situation she was trapped in in russia because also those slendermen they had like all of these like russian mafia like tattoos you can kind of see like under their collars I, they, I love the design of them because if you go, if you ever go back and look at it or if you watch the trailer 
yeah, people can do this now. They can like stop the trailer. Like what ends up being like one of like the like more like I guess like client scarier moments in the climax, I guess, is what you how I can phrase that. There's these creatures, but they're where <laughs> they look like the guys from Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Because they got like, uh, they got like a silk button down on, and it's open, so like their chest is exposed. And I thought that was so funny. I was like, "Why is this guy clubbing?" Yeah, well, because because he's Russian. Exactly. Exactly. They're just like, I was just like, "What is this?" They never explained what it was, and and I guess yeah, they they kind of explain. They explain the other characters through through ex- heavy flashback and exposition, but hers I just felt like was very vague, and it was kind of like, in some ways, it was the climax of the movie. Like, there's one other thing that I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, but there's one other thing that's actually like the climax. But then, leading up to that, it's all of these things running around, and they don't tell you what the fuck they are. I didn't understand why her manifestation would be chasing after everybody especially considering the end resolve with uh, with Danny Moonstar's manifestation, they even say, like, well, it's only chasing after her because it's her nightmare. Then why is Magic's nightmare chasing after everybody? Yeah, I know. Well, I did, I did want to say this, like, and I kind of hit on it. For the first two acts, they were trying to be something different. The third act of this movie kind of devolves into, like, your blockbuster, like, like kind of mindless like action shit like that. So I think that's I think they realize like we can't have it be slow the entire time. We have to give them kind of kind of, you know, the the flashy mutants using their powers type thing and that's that's when the whole the whole third act kind of abandons what the movie was before that. Yeah, it just evolves real fast. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I don't know if you wanted to mention what the, like the big villain is in there or if it, if you even had anything on it, but it didn't it didn't do anything for me. I know that's like one of like the big things they pulled from, but yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, it's comic accurate, so I'll give them credit for that. I would say that the climax wildly underwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you want to know, I won't, you know what? I'll let, I'll let the audience, I'll let our swampies be surprised by what the quote unquote main villain is or what the big, you know, fight at the end is against. But I am going to spoil how it ends, like how they beat it. So spoiler alert within our spoiler alert, because we've already said it. (laughs) She says no. Her superpower is this this big, this big scary thing that's like killing things and destroying this whole building is roaring. She just gets up and goes, no. (laughs) Hard pass. No. Bad. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. I don't need you anymore. Be gone with yourself. <laughs> and it works. And then the movie ends. So good. <laughs> I'm going to smack all of these writers across the face. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm going to ask you this because we're getting towards the end of it, but, uh, is it as bad as you thought it would be, or is it somehow better, or is it worse? What were your feelings? I think it's as bad as I thought it was going to be. 
usually when you have movies pushed back multiple times like this, like I think they were trying to pass off a lot of those issues with the situation with the Fox buyout uh, by Disney. I think everybody knew what kind of movie they were holding on to and they were ashamed of it. I think a lot of times when you see movies pushed back, especially three years, and you see all of these issues, it's usually coming from like a production standpoint. There's usually writing issues. There's usually director issues. There's there's something happening that's past a point of just bad. Like I, I read things about how Fox wanted to, like they shot the whole movie, and then Fox wanted them to scrap the whole movie and just do it again. Yeah, and, I, I believe it. And uh, yeah, me too. And then I think it got to a certain point where they were just like, we need to start recouping our money from this dog shit thing. Just put it out. And now's a perfect time because people are going to be hungry to see a, any new movie that it's it's going to be the beggars can't be choosers of 2020. It's If this movie is at all a financial success, it's only because it's a drop of water in a drought. Yeah, I can see that. And it's toilet water. Yeah, it's um. I mean, but I don't think it's gonna be a drink it or you fucking die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it's gonna be a financial success. It depends on how long they they keep it in the theaters, because uh, you know, I I looked up while we were doing Dude. this. Its its budget was a hundred million, uh, U.S. Whoa. Yeah, they're not making it. Yeah, they're and, not uh, making it back. They uh, you know, New York theaters and California theaters are not open yet. In Jersey theaters aren't open yet, but um. You know, I mean, California and New York, that's like two of the biggest markets in the world. So that uh-huh. being said, like a lot of revenue would come from those two when they open if, you know, so maybe they'll make more money there. But everywhere else, this movie was out this past weekend and it made a little under 10 million. So it's a tenth of the way there. Um, and that's supposed to be like your, you know, your your big weekend. Granted, I mean, it's in a pandemic, so all things considered... Two huge markets aren't there. You're in a pandemic. I guess maybe, maybe that's fine. I don't know what they were. I doubt they're hoping to get their their money back at this point. I don't think they can expect that. But yeah, unless they want to keep it in theaters for like three months. But yeah. I mean, something. I guess kudos to them. Ten million, I think, is fairly impressive, considering. I think it's somewhere around only sixty percent of the theaters in this country have reopened or are open. So only 60% and of that 60%, they're only allowed at maximum 50% capacity. Yeah. So you're literally going off of 30% of the seats in the whole country can be sold. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good way to think about it, I guess. Now that probably benefits them because they, I don't think they're probably only going to sell 50% of the auditorium anyways with this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Should we should we get into tomato tomato or do you have anything else left on the new mutants? I don't. I need a I need a thick and juicy tomato <laughs> and a and you know what? The, probably both like some pretty wilted old tomatoes, squishy tomatoes, kind of black on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know what you're saying. <laughs> you're not totally saying nonsense right now. Uh, debatable. <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. The critics—they're bringing this in at a thirty-three percent. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. 33. So that's an F. It's a, it's a hefty F. Um, the audience score though, people are fucking loving this shit. They are all no. about this. No, nah, it's out of 53. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, that's 20% more. That's still, a, that's still an uptick. Yeah. So yeah, it's an F to an F, just a slightly less awful F. Um, well, something I don't think I've done on this show before, I'm going to spoil my grade before I give the tomato tomato. Uh, I agree with both of them. Yeah. But I will give it a tomato Mm -hmm. because it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't matter. It's an F either way. I want to be a little bit more positive about it. I was happy that a new movie was coming out, but it could have literally been anything and that would have been, you know, it's, if that's the only positive I could really throw at this movie, it's not saying much because it could any movie could have filled that slot for me. It didn't have to be this. I could have saw Bill and Ted at the drive-in instead, and then I would have been like, I was so happy to see a new movie. And then if I saw this afterwards, it would have been like, well, there's nothing redeeming about that. Yeah. I think for me, I'll tell you my grade. I'm going to motto, and I'm, I'm also going to give it an F, but... It is just crossing that D minus threshold into an F for me. I don't think there's really anything particularly redeeming about this, but the one thing that I will give it kudos for, which I think is actually something that like is a big portion of the movie. I like that they tried something different. Like I do, I do actually really appreciate that, even though it's not doing anything well. Like I, I hope that, uh, you know, we're supposed to be getting another superhero horror movie in uh, Doctor Strange 2. So I'm hoping yeah. that that is significantly better than this. Um, I think this had a lot of potential, which is also another... It's a bummer because X-Men has always been a little bit darker and stuff like that. I think this this could have been good. Uh, it's just written extremely poorly. And I think the direction was also... It, I think a lot of it comes down to just the writing of the director, just not knowing what they're doing, not knowing what the characters are about. And um, yeah, it didn't work out, but I do, I do give them props for trying something new, but yeah, it's an F. (laughs) Yeah. Which is unfortunate because now there are, correct me if I'm wrong. I think there are only, Oh no, three for me. I was going to say, there's only two actors, but I just realized there's a third who, out of my short list of 2020 movies, they've been in two movies because we had Pete Davidson, who was in the King of Staten Island and big time adolescence. And those both scored very closely for me. I think one, I gave an a minus the other. I gave a B plus. Yeah. But then, uh, Anya Taylor joy was in Emma and now this for mm-hmm. this year, which, you know, we liked Emma. I scored it like kind of like middle, middle of the pack. Cause I think I gave it like a C plus or something. And then there's this, which we just said is an F. But then I realized there's I've actually seen two Will Ferrell movies this year because we had Eurovision and Downhill. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I haven't seen Downhill yet. Shaping up to be an interesting year. Yeah, definitely. And to answer my question earlier, it was probably about as bad as I thought it would be. Like, I don't think it was worse than I thought it would be, but I went in with really low expectations, so... Me too. I went in with low expectations, but I was really excited to go. Same. Which is like a weird thing. Yeah. Because I, like, same thing. It's just, I'm so happy that 
one, that there's a new movie coming out, but two, that we could actually talk about a movie and do a review on our movie review podcast. Because <laughs> we haven't done one in how how long. I know, it's been a while. It was funny because uh, me and Brianna were getting ready to go to the movies, and I told her, I was like, I was like, I'm so excited to go to this. That being said, like, or like, and knowing that, I'm going in with the intention that this is going to be the one of the worst movies that me and you have seen. And me and her have seen some bad movies. Like we, we saw the Meg together and we saw, um, oh, wow. there was something else that was really rough that I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I know we saw like Aladdin together. There was something that was, Oh, we saw cats together. And I was just like, uh-huh. yeah, I was like, I was like, this could be like one of the worst movies we've seen, but I'm still like super hyped to go see it. And yeah, and it, it was weird because I was watching the movie and I was just like, "Yeah, don't like any of this. Like, this is all crap." But I was still having a good time. Like, I was, I was still really enjoying just being in the theater. Oh, I was eating popcorn. I was, I was having a fine time. I was in a good mood, was hanging out with my bud. I was like, "This is this is nice." Yeah. And then I was pleasantly surprised by the runtime. <laughs> we we were sitting in the car and was talking to Pat. I'm like, "Hey!" Like even when we were pulling up to the to the theater, I was like. So yeah, like I'm not working tomorrow. I don't know what you got going on. If you want to stay for the double feature, I'm totally down. But if you don't want to, it's fine because it's it's Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie. And I'm like, I have it at home. If I if after New Mutants, I really wanted to watch Deadpool, I could throw it on at home with like my surround sound, and it'll still be awesome. So I'm like, no hurt feelings. Whatever you want to do, it's up to you. And he was like, all right, we'll see. I have to go to Philly in the morning. Uh, New Mutants ended. We looked at the time and we were like. Holy shit, that was short. We're like, I guess we're watching Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up sticking around for all of Deadpool. And like idiots, we stayed for the post credit, even though we've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> that's cool. Cool that the post credit's like actually still in it. I know that's part of the credits, but I just I feel like it's just a thing that like you stick for in the moment and then never watch again. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Well, we we stuck it out. We were like, we're we are true fans we're gonna stay out here for all of it yeah but i've been wanting to rewatch the first deadpool movie for a little while i was like I should go back and watch that because i've rewatched deadpool 2 more recently because like after it came out like in theaters like then i got it on blu-ray and then i rewatched it but deadpool i hadn't rewatched since before deadpool 2 came out so i was like i want to go back and watch the first one so yeah it ended up working out really nice nice yeah. One more thing before we just wrap, I just wanted to ask you this. When we did our Dark Phoenix review, we ranked all 12 movies in, you know, all Fox X-Men movies. Now there's 13. Mm. I have our our rankings, you know, written down so I can just tell you what yours were. I I'm just curious where you would place it. Maybe like third from the bottom. Okay, I was going to say your bottom movie is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Do you like this more than that movie? Yes. That's my bottom? Yeah, your worst movie is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Was that... was So it was Dark Phoenix after that? No, your next one was X-Men 3. And then your next movie was Dark Phoenix. Oh, man. Put Dark Phoenix... I think Dark Phoenix is actually my least favorite. Okay. <laughs> but, uh... I know that's not even the point of this exercise, but I'm like, no, Dark Phoenix deserves to be in the bottom. Okay. Well, I mean, it'll be Dark Phoenix then, and then X-Men Origins Wolverine, and then X3 The Last Stand. Do you like New Mutants better than those three? Hmm. I would say better than Origins, better than, uh, Dark Phoenix, 
I think I would rather watch Last Stand. Okay. So it would fall at your number 11 then. <laughs> Third to last. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where it should be. Yeah. I think for me, it would also be my third to last. I think I had X-Men Origins Wolverine as my last, and then I had the Wolverine as my second to last. And then I had X3 and then Dark Phoenix. I think I would put it after the Wolverine. And I would, yeah. Okay. Probably. It's, I didn't feel like we needed to rank them all again. We did that already, but yeah, it's, if you're, if people were curious where we'd put it in the entire franchise, it's in the bottom. (laughs) It's, uh, it's in the back half of crap movies from Fox X-Men. It's unfortunate. I wanted a good movie. Happy to be back seeing a new movie. Really wish it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But I think now we're, I think we're going to have, you know, New new movies the whole time, you know, from here on out, or at least very often. Uh, I'll tell you right next now. Next week, it, I'm 99 sure is Bill and Ted, so we're gonna do that. That's right. Um, and then yeah. and then the episode after that, hopefully it's Tenet. I know I can see it this week. I think you could see it by the weekend if you went to Jersey. So hopefully we can make that happen soon. And uh, yeah, we've got we've got a bunch of other stuff. Mulan's coming out soon, so I think we're gonna have options. So we should be getting back to. Hopefully normal. We'll see. Keeping my fingers crossed. I would love it if like this weekend I could go and see Tenet. This weekend it's coming out, right? Yeah, it comes out Thursday. Actually, technically it's out tonight. Like for whatever reason, I think it's because they know that they can't do like an official like midnight showing or like, you know, the, the night before how they would normally do like Thursday nights is when the movie would come out and everybody would go see it. I think they know that they can't do it where everybody's going to go see it. So now the early release is Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So, and apparently, yeah. apparently if you see it during early release, the Dune trailers playing, that's, that's the rumor. So Ooh. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I know you can see it at least over near me. I, I think in a lot of places, like you might be able to see it in Danbury. I think you can see it tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then the official release is Thursday. Well, all right. All right. So there you go. There you go. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, the dudes always take care of the swampies. Did we have a lot of new movies recently? No. Did we stop putting out episodes? No. Was one of those episodes a whole week late? Yeah, uh, fuck you. That episode is the length of two episodes, so <laughs> get off of my back. <laughs> Literally, nobody's been on my back. Actually, the only person who was on my back was Tom, and I'm like, dude, you're on the episode. Why are you giving me shit? <laughs> yeah, He's he, just like, man, you're slacking, huh? And I'm like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> you were able to like interact with the, with the two dudes. You, you know, everyone else should be jonesing for content. You selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, you had a sneak peek of at least five to ten minutes of what the episode would be like. You participated, brah. <laughs> Cut me some slack, Jack. Is that what you say to people? That's what I say all the time. Come it's, my t-shirt literally says it right now. Really? No. it's I'm actually wearing an X-Men t-shirt. I didn't do it on purpose. Like I just noticed right now that I'm wearing an X-Men t-shirt. Nice. But yeah, these fucking swampies, they already know what's up. They know that we're coming at them with the content. We're keeping it rolling. We're doing what we can, getting episodes out. We're seeing movies again. 
We're going to keep bringing them to you. So follow us on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Go to our website, twodudesmoviereviews.com. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Just do it, you idiot. It's not hard. You push one button, and it gives us five stars. You want to get super fancy, you could write us a review. You leave us a written review. Eventually, we're going to do another giveaway, and everybody who writes a review is automatically entered into those giveaways. And the more giveaways we do, the bigger the prize bags get, and the cooler the shit gets. And the more designs we have up in our shop, so like you get some variety, we sent out some swampy shirts with the last giveaway. The first giveaway was just like our regular logo. Shit keeps getting better. In three months' time, Colin might finish the quantum fucker. <laughs> we'll see. I think I think next episode or next giveaway, we're just going to give out like an iPod Nano. Oh, yeah. There you go. No, we give it a shuffle. <laughs> I'm going back in time. I'm getting an iPod shuffle. That's Second place is a Zune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Zune joke in Guardians 2 is so good. Um, Whenever I think of an iPod Nano, I just think of those pop-ups that everybody got where it was just like, congratulations, you just want an iPod Nano. All you have to do is give us your social. Yeah. (laughs) You You guys know what's up. So send us your social security number, and until then, suck it, Swampies. 